Welcome to the Wellness and Wahala podcast. This is a podcast for wellness and Wahala warriors who are a winner, world changer, wise, and winsome. They are dedicated to tackling Wahala, which means issues and problems in Nigerian pidgin for the good of humanity. Our tribe of subject matter experts in our village are a voice to the voiceless. Like you know, the African proverb, it says it takes a village. So we have a tribe of supporters that we will be interviewing on our show. Oya, join me, the former diplomat and public health advisor, Dr. Tomi Ademoku, better known as Omar Oba, as I give you the best public health and wellness in Wahala gist with wonderful people and guests, my VIPs, using their compassion to take action to put us on a pathway to a Wahala-free life. Bless up. Very difficult for me, but I think... As some of my adventure in in service to humanity, some of them are in public domain, while some very few individuals have been privileged to impact, they are also a testimony to this uh, glorious adventure of mine. I will... Recording in progress. Shown me favor and love. I've never earned anything from outside this nation. Everything I've ever earned is in this country. And there are several opportunities for many of my kind and many others to assess. But this temporary challenge we are confronted with, I consider it temporary, and I describe it as temporary, man-made, not made by nature, not made by God. These challenges are simply man-made. We have people who have infiltrated the country, through selected few who have sold out our peace and our well-being. A multitude are paying dearly for this deliberate error, this wicked, unholy, ungodly act of very few Nigerians. What is going on today in this country could not have taken place or could not have happened if there are no internal corporate in the country. Nigeria as a country is not bad. It's just very few people who have chose to come here 
and create an artificial scenario to make it look bad. Nothing is bad here. Everything here works. Everything here works, except for the wicked people in our midst who do not want things to work. Who are, who are we described as either afraid of our greatness? Because anyhow or whichever way you want to look at it, Nigeria is created great in every aspect, in every segment of this nation, Nigeria is created great. There is no aspect of this country that is created by God to be limited to be small. It was a deliberate step and a deliberate decision by the Creator to create Nigeria great. That is why most of our sons and daughters are strategically positioned all across the nation, all across the world. Wherever they are, they are always at the forefront of excellence, doing great things. Except for a few of us, very few ones who perhaps are misled, taking wrong steps to do wrong things. But the, our current challenge, which is basically on the area of security, is temporary. As I said, it's not a permanent. Many nations have gone through this before. I've been able to carry out some research have quality conversation with selected great minds all across the world. They've been able to give me an insight mm -hmm. on how Nigeria is going to overcome this current quagmire and temporary challenges. So for me, Nigeria is a great country wonderful country, was born here, grew up here, did everything here. And I can tell you, I have no regrets. I have no regrets at all at all. The country is a place where you can flourish genuinely once you find your place. you will have what it takes, both the environment, even in the midst of these circumstances, in the midst of this current challenge we are going through, mm -hmm. there are quite a number of opportunities that are still open to Nigerians. So we are great people. Uh, wherever you find us, we we'll do great things. Yes. We don't do small things. We pride ourselves to do what impacts people and generations. And then at this point where we have uh, the world is now more or less a global village where technology has helped us to, has enveloped the world and helped to 
they navigate uh, areas that uh, one would have loved to cover physically, uh, just like we are now Zoom. I mean, we can now link to the world and reach out to share ideas and rub minds on Salem issues of this nature. These are simply my opening remark, but I can tell you that Nigeria is a great country and we will surely overcome the current security challenge we are confronted with. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ambassador Amino Ewisdom. You really gave a very extensive and very detailed uh, information. The, 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 re the reason why we asked you to please tell us a little bit about yourself is for those who are listening that doesn't really know about you, because for us, we do know about you. And, uh, we know that you have contributed immensely to the development of Nigeria and also to the to the a lot of uh, Nigerian diplomatic issues and negotiations all over the world. You have been a major player. You have always uh, given in your best. And we, we believe that there's a lot more that we can learn from you. And also for the full detailed information that you gave us about the state of nation on how very few elements choose to, to disrupt such a beautiful country like Nigeria. I mean, I believe you wrote a book, Nigeria's Security Interest in Africa, some yes. years ago. Yes. And that was a very, very great book. I know it was, it was, it was a book for people to read. How Nigeria has been able to go after some issues affecting other African countries and be able to make peace in order not to allow it to devolve into disaster. But unfortunately, in now, we Nigerians are now going through some challenges as similar to that. Personally, I would like to ask you, please, what are you doing on your capacity with all your international networks to be able to mediate on such issues that are affecting Nigeria? Security is a very, very concerning issue in Nigeria, in any way in the world. But Nigeria only seems to be getting a little bit out of hand because of, uh, will I say, uh, nonchalant or will I say negligence? Or uh, I, I don't really know how to put it, to be honest with you. But I believe that people like you should be consulted when such issues are going on to be able to offer a deeper insight and solutions on how we can overcome these challenges. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, let me uh, quickly say uh, the, the situation in the country. Oh, no, let me go back to uh, for the benefit of uh, those who might not uh, uh, know me very well. It's very simple. And uh, I will uh, encourage them to look into my website. There are quite some few details about me there. Not too detailed, but leading uh, story. And then uh, 
Secondly, um, I have uh, been involved underground in because I love to work underground. I don't believe in noise making. Uh, you don't fight security on the pages of newspaper. You don't uh, make contribution to nation building on the pages of newspaper. You don't do that. Uh, most of the time, 99% of very few people or very few citizens who are quick to end up in the television mm -hmm. station and the newspaper is basically marketing, self-seeking uh, self marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Having said that, where we are today did not just happen. Some of us were privileged to see it long before now. And drew the attention of the authorities, governments, to some of the salient issues today that have led to this collapse system of security that we have in our dear nation. In my opening, in my opening remark, I mentioned that uh, there are infiltration in our system, in our country. And it is clearly with the collaboration of an insider. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, how would you describe military installation, Nigeria Army installation, anyone who will have the audacity, the boldness, will not dare it without an internal mm -hmm. collaboration. We have several other revelations that are today in the public domain. People talking about government officials, institutions that are even involved. Mm -hmm. In many ways, to sabotage the effort of the government and create tensions, mm -hmm. surpass the will of the people. Create an unsafe environment for the people. And in a desperate move, to create an unsafe environment for the people.
Mm-hmm. All this can happen without collaborators. All this cannot happen without an insiders who are bent on, who are bent and determined to bring the country to a halt. I think many of us have said enough, we've made public some of our statements, we've contributed. When I was in ECOWAS, let me take a step back a little bit and flashback memory. While I was in ECOWAS, we had the UN funding where we set up what is called the early warning system. Mm-hmm. The early warning system is to help various countries that are members of ECOWAS, which include Nigeria. That's where I drew my insight from by telling you that some of these things happening today were some of the things we reported, some of the things we caution, some of the things we draw government attention to, to prepare, both in writing and in various briefings. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When you have infiltrated system, a system that has been infiltrated by an enemy, and having a collaborator inside, it is very difficult to fight such enemy. Mm-hmm. It is difficult to fight such enemy. But if you are in charge, maybe let me speak directly to the Commander-in-Chief. As Commander-in-Chief, you should be able to take a decision no matter how painful it may appear, no matter how unrealistic it may appear. I mean, there is a saying in uh, one great philosophy has put it, you cannot continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. Mm -hmm. We have continued to think that those who are responsible to the crisis can bring about solution. Mm-hmm. Or the circumstances that create those problems, we can still use those circumstances to solve the problem. It's not possible. It's not workable. Mm-hmm. It is not possible. It's not workable. And really, it carries no results. It carries no weight. To be able to turn around the challenges itself, what you then need is a superior opinion, superior understanding, superior strategy, culminates with action. No matter the intelligent information you gather, when you don't act on them, it's as good as non-existent. So there are several information available to Mr. President, several information available to the, to the entire security apparatus in the country. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's now, in fact, I'm so broken that I think people are now compared to speak publicly because they have spoken underground, they have spoken quietly, they have written, starting from uh, our most respected river, former president, who wrote the first letter, mm -hmm. raised an alarm. And uh, he was personally disturbed about the events going on. But again, these are situations that require some call it political willpower, but I call it uh, leadership strength and capacity. Leadership strength and capacity. When a leader comes to understand the danger that his country is exposed to, his people are exposed to, it takes a more drastic decision that supersede every other interest and his own interest to safeguard his people and the country. Mm -hmm. We have a good example just now with what is going on in Ukraine. With what is going on in Ukraine, ordinarily, the president should run for safety, but mm -hmm. it's on ground. And even expecting the hot spots. And that is what we expect here with our own president, our own dear president, who, by privilege of grace from above, has served our nation in a strategic military capacity and rose through the rank to a major general. Mm -hmm and have beyond political associates, but allied also in the military and in various capacity that they can interact with and then find out what step to take as it relates to what we are confronted with today. I read somewhere just recently where President Lushagwabasadjo was referring to the fact that uh, we need to come together. Talking about the need for us to come together to help the government collectively. Again, I'd like to remind the audience and remind us that the governor of Benue State came out alarmed, worrisome and disturbed. That his people were being killed. And that all he needs is the ministry support that should be ordered by the president.
خامی on a daily basis I shed tears, tears on the unfolding ugly unfolding events on a daily basis that happens in this country in the sense that these are things Yeah, ambassador, yes, sir. I don't, I don't mean to cut you short, but you know, you have really touched a lot of issues on the, the issues that we're facing right now, and there's no doubt you have also given some solutions, very reliable, credible solutions on how we can actually address these issues, and we have to, we have to really come together as a nation and decide which way we we really want to, how we want to address this issue because. From from what I've been reading in the news and the rest of it, we might even be surprised that all these people that are trying to cause these issues that are affecting us may not even be Nigerians. Nigerians are very loving people. Nigerians are very ha- happy people. I don't think any Nigerian wants to take any Nigerian life, no matter what is the issue. We may have our differences. We, we may have our you know bickering back and forth, just like people does in America or anywhere in the world. You know, but still, that that doesn't mean that we have to, you know, kill each other because of we disagree on issues. So I, I personally believe you have really you're, you're very passionate about this issue. You have given, you know, on, you understand the problem, and you have given credible solutions. And I hope that people will listen and be able to learn from from individuals like you that have really played a, a major role, not just in Nigeria or in Africa. Internationally, you have played a role in global government affairs and security issues. So, ambassadors and men like you are people that, you know, will need to continue this message going forward. You know, in order to address all these issues. My 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 issue there is, is it, 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 looking at all these issues that Nigeria is going through now. Do you think that Nigeria can still maintain its role? In the international arena, do you think, with all these distractions, you know, banditries and security issues, I will call it, or challenges, you know, do you think that Nigeria can still be able to maintain its role in the international? Do you think that Nigeria can be able to talk to other nations and be able to offer? I could recall Sierra Leone had a problem. Nigeria went in there and stopped it. From the peace there. Liberia had the same thing. Nigeria went in there and did it. You know, Ekumog. When you talk about Ekumog, I've traveled to a lot of countries. And when you when I meet other military uh, personnel attached with the United Nations and Ekumog, uh, United Nations uh, Peacekeeping Force, they will tell you that Nigeria have one of the best soldiers ever produced. I have met some Nigerians also that are in the military that have, you know, attended some trainings overseas. And wherever they go, they are very, very sound. They are very polished. So I believe we have all the tools that we need to be able to address the issue. But my issue now is, do you think we can still maintain our role in the international arena by undermining all these things that are disturbing us? Do you, do you think we, can, we still have a voice? Thank you, sir. Yeah, yes, thank you very much. And uh, I love the way you... You, I mean, you pointed out something there. 
you, you call it distraction. Uh, yes, that's what it is. There is no other way to describe it. Um, we will overcome it, and I can assure you, um, nothing will take our position in the Committee of Nations. Yes, looking at what some of the experts have shared by reason of things that are going on now, uh, we are cut off certain few areas, especially when it comes to international transaction. Uh, for instance, certain area now, you can't use your, your, your card anymore because you are cut off from the world through those transactions. Some countries are even insisting you come with your dollar that doesn't even exist. Nigeria will come out of this, but let me say this. Um, it will not only come out, it will come out strong. But before then, we actually have to be very, very careful here. Not to live in the illusion that we will just sit down doing nothing and we'll come out of it. I mean, if we do nothing, you see nothing. We have to do something. Steps have to be taken mm -hmm. to insist and compare some of these things to be in place. We have to do something. And when I when I when I use the word we, I'm talking about the Nigerian government. The Nigerian government. We have to take steps to compare things yes, to bring about this peace. To bring about the atmosphere that attracts foreign investors. To bring about safety atmosphere that brings about tourism, a free system, a free nation, that you can move around without being, uh, without being harassed by banditry or wicked elements. So the point I'm making is, we need this environment, but we are not going to get this environment on the path of God. We need to wake up the entire system and everyone that is saddled with the responsibility to bring mm -hmm. a past peace to this nation needs to wake up. We are sleeping just now to ensure that strategies are in place So when I see uh, what is going on and I love the praying aspect of it, but I'm insisting that there must be an action. We must take it further to act. Let me quickly Absolutely, sir. respond. Absolutely. Let me quickly respond to some of the aspects you 
acts, which, for instance, I will try to be careful. I will try to uh, manage uh, my intervention by trying to explain some few things to you. We made some arrangements. We didn't start this this year. We didn't start this today. We've been on this. Mm -hmm. Because security cannot be left to government alone. Governors, citizens have roles to play. We are not just to sit back and watch things happen. Yes. At this level, no. I agree with you. We all have a role to play. I mean, so at this level it. of my life, and like I said, Nigeria gave it to gave me all. Therefore, I owe this country so much in responsibility to be part of the process that will bring about peace. So there are a number of issues we have put together, a number of strategies we have outlined for government in terms of using technology as it's obtainable everywhere in the world, in terms of using powerful network to identify individuals that are various level involved in what is going on. And I believe very cautiously that we will soon begin to see the result. Because as it is now, the system is confronted and the system is under pressure. And a lot of people have actually seen the need to take it further beyond where we are now. Because Honestly, Nigeria is not a country that should be going through this kind of thing that is going through. And we know what is responsible. We have shared some of those informations with government. We have been able to come up with certain methods, how we can navigate out of this whole quagmire and this unnecessary exposure to a very few. The people involved in all of this, they are few. I can tell you authoritatively. They are very, very few. I know, I mean, they have some of their collaborators, but their collaborators really do not have strong insight or strong men and women. So I will uh, advocate that what we have in place we actually go a long way but by what we have supplied to the system we actually go a long way to 
help governments. And as I also mentioned, that the president has more than enough information to deal with these challenges. Thank you, Sab. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You've outlined, yeah. you know, some great solutions. And that brings me to um, my my next question in regards to what can we do here um, in the diaspora? So for the Nigerian and Diaspora Organization, we're currently on Nido Radio, Governor Just Show and Wellness and Wahala podcast. And... We have a current petition going on right now. We have over 300 signatures and it keeps growing daily for the diaspora voting bill to pass. It did not go um, to pass, but, you know, I think we also need to be very strategic and try to reach out more to the House of Representatives, the senators, um, link through NITCOM and even people like you that are highly connected in government to really see how we can engage the diaspora community and you understand being an ambassador that we really don't have that power of engagement if we don't have the right to vote, if we don't have the right to influence good leaders to really uproot the ones that are not good and to also influence effective and efficient policies moving forward. So over to you, Sa, on how we can, you know, really engage the diaspora and partner with you and then, you know, and give us solutions on how we can go about truly getting this voting bill passed. Our dream is to hopefully get it before the 2023 upcoming elections. But over to you, Sa. You're on mute, Sa. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I think I think you yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, I will uh, simply advocate that the diaspora has a lot to offer. Has a lot to offer because they are equally stakeholders. Yes. In this mission and in this uh, country. And um, what uh, I've actually uh, um, requested for in recent time is uh, government recognizing the diaspora input in the management of this country by way of uh, not by way of publicity that we are doing now i think it's still not enough mm -hmm. not by way of publicity it's by way of identifying strategic individual yeah. in the diaspora that have the skill professionalism, the contact, the goodwill, and the interest to make a practical contribution. The first fair that is, the first fair we have today 
and the recognizing of the diaspora. Uh, I'm not uh, too. Uh, I'm not too. Uh, I, I want to put it in a very mild way. <laughs> I'm not too satisfied. Yes. Because you don't put uh, an expert, especially a practical expert, in a room when they address statements and uh, publish in a newspaper and also in the television. It ends there. Mm -hmm. Most of what I've seen so far is end ceremoniously. And like what it is, like what it is in other parts of the world exactly. where the diaspora are given opportunity to partake mm -hmm. in strategic areas that require a practical input. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. I know for sure quite a number who are my friends, acquaintance, very respected professionals across the world. They put themselves together. These are private arrangements. They come into the country with medical support, treat people for free, Mm -hmm. Treat old men with cataracts, give some people in the villages some with classes, and then support some schools by building broken down schools, buying chairs in classrooms that have no chairs. And then, even in recent time, for my community, we have a collaborative arrangement with the diaspora where we put resources together buy vehicles, walking tokens, mm -hmm. and all manner of things for the vigilante group in my community, also in my state, in mm -hmm. those state. So the question that I've always asked, that I've always demonstrated, shows some major concern, is why do we bring our diaspora, particularly in the area of security, in the area of manufacturing, in the area of ICT, and put them in the conference room, get them to speak BP grammar, <laughs> fantastic phonetics, and then they take pictures with officials, and they are back to their various country. Exactly. As the that's, government that's, that's, been able that's, to provide, that's, that's not strategic. Yes, as the government has the government been able to provide. A window of opportunity for this diaspora representative who have skills and engage them to transfer some of those skills to the people of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. If you are talking about the era of intelligence, we are fantastic intelligence who are who are well accomplished globally. Have they been able to be invited home deliberately by the government? We have proposed some of these solutions. We have actually requested that bring our men home, you mm. know, give them opportunity to make an input. Now, what I see, I have made some of these suggestions, both in writing, both in verbal, I mean, exchange of words and all that. So far, mm -hmm. we have not done well in the management of our diaspora expertise that mm -hmm. we have. Mm -hmm. 
He a notable individual that I know. We haven't used them the way we should use them. Yes. The highest you have seen of all of this fair is pictures are taken, <laughs> handshake are across board. That's it. <laughs> and then manuals are exchanged, complimentary cards are exchanged. It ends there. Yep. It, it ends there. It ends there. So it's quite really, really sad. Very, very yes, sad. I think the government must take steps, including states, you know, because it's said to have responsibility mm -hmm. to their various states, including state government, governments, like state governors and all manner of people, because you can't do it alone. Yes. No one is an island. Mm hmm in fact, the way God created the entire world, irrespective of what tribe, what color, what religion, He created us in a way that we must need each other. Yes. Even the entire being of the, cre the, the creature, the man and the woman, He needs every part of his body to function effectively. Mm -hmm. You need your hands, you need your legs, you need your eye, you need your head, you need your mental well-being, you need everything, you need your ears, mm -hmm. you need your eyes. All of these put together are collective inputs that brings about quality results. So, the government cannot do it alone. Be it state, be it federal, yeah. but I am looking forward to when the government will heed to our advice and counsel that we have submitted, uh, I submitted this quite a number of years ago. If I renew every year, try to remind them there should be a pool. In fact, I raised, I came up with an idea that I found uh, workable in Israel, Algeria, mm -hmm. in America, in UK. Most of these countries where we borrow all our, our concepts from. <laughs> yep. All our concepts from. Now, we have excellent highly trained individual that have been prematurely retired. Yes. Who are truly not tired. Mm -hmm. The system, we have suggested that the system can create a pool and bring these people together. Mm -hmm. Nothing should also be short for from also bringing in experts in the diaspora that are Nigeria, that have the Nigerian, uh, uh, the Nigerian background, background, to team up, to team up with this team and come up with strategic plan mm -hmm. and method of taking step to confront this system, to confront these, uh, these challenges that the system is confronted with. 
Yes. But like I said, I'm very worried that I'm worried that if we continue this way, yes. a lot of things we go even more horribly wrong beyond where we find ourselves. And that I pray that we don't get there. Because we have what it takes to bring about these solutions. Yes, we do. And majorly part of our challenge, our number one challenge that I can figure out very quickly is infiltration of the system. Mm -hmm. The military are infiltrated. Yes, absolutely. The, 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 the intelligent community in Nigeria is infiltrated. Otherwise, what audacity will people who lack professional training mm -hmm. to ambush those who are well trained and kill them in one day? 11 soldiers. soldiers. Hey. You know what that means? <laughs> A lot. Killed in one day. You know what that tells you? Yes. Individuals really who lack yes. professional training We have the audacity and the boldness to attack military installations. Mm -hmm. This is not ordinary. It's not, though. This is not ordinary. And I have concluded these are Absolutely. enemies within. These are simply enemies within. They are simply enemies within. Yes, sir. It cannot be enemy out. They are enemy within. It's the internal ones that go hurt you more than the external ones, yeah? That's correct. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that leads me to what you're saying, Ambassador. Wish you drops a lot of great wisdom um, about diaspora and what we need to do to to partner, and especially you being a Nigerian I'm, ambassador. I'm, I'm actually very worried about the way Amana, even the diaspora themselves, yes. have allowed themselves to be managed in that manner. Yes, they are stakeholders. No professional We believe so much in front fair and forget his professional calling. Yes. Don't forget. Don't forget. Our being here in this world, we must leave a legacy behind of our contribution. Mm -hmm. Any genuine patriot, any genuine individual, don't have opportunity or window of drifting out of his calling, they are desperate to see what contribution they will give to the society. Yeah. What is it they need to add? We have left, we have to leave the stage of talking. 
and the face of publicity. We must leave all those strength. Because all those, I mean, those who build this world. Yeah. I've read quite a number of stories of nations that are built by individuals, group of people who are committed. Yes. They were not known until they made their impact felt. They were not known by an attempt to make an impact. They were already known after they have made the impact. So I think, and I'm of the view, and I would suggest very strongly, that the diaspora must reconsider his current posture, both his past and present posture, mm -hmm. as it relates to nation building, as it relates to their contribution, and refuse, and refuse, I repeat, to be placed in a cosmetic approach mm -hmm. or to be placed in a cosmetic relationship with the various institutions of government or various arms of government where they are expected to practically be involved to provide the way forward, mm -hmm. the outlook, being involved. Let me ask a question by way of responding. All the expert intelligence we have in the diaspora who are Nigerian born, yes. who have been very successful in Iraq, Afghanistan, yes. in various other nations that they have been sent to, they have performed creditably. Yes. They've won an award. They have enjoyed global recognition. Mm -hmm. How many of them have visited Sambisa Forest in Nigeria? <laughs> Very few, I'm sure. How many have put a team together to say, now let us visit the president. We want to tell him we are not comfortable with what's going on in our primary country. We are, That's a very good That's a very we are willing good to volunteer our contribution by practically being involved to vet what is on ground and see to it because we are stakeholders. Mm -hmm. We have parents here, we have grandparents here, we have children here, we grew up from here. Whatever makes us great today came from here. Mm -hmm. We are worried. Mm -hmm. Not coming to sit with the president and take pictures and then having a handshake <laughs> right. and having a press conference and then having a tea lunch with the president and then having periodical session right. with various institutions. And they nod their head and then you go back home. We are back to the same thing. So they know, the diaspora know that they are major stakeholder considering the remitters. Yes. Over thirty considering billion. Considering their various investments. Yes. A year. Considering their various inputs. Mm -hmm. We are we have to leave the stage of dealing with this matter in a quiet manner. You know what? What is going on in Ukraine today? The Ukraine president, in fact, I've watched the news, mm -hmm. have to tell the citizen, bear arms, take up arms. Meaning, you don't have to be trained to bear the arms. 
because I think that is the situation we find ourselves today in Nigeria. It's the same thing. And that gets me and that gets me to difference the difference here is that nobody is shelling us. Yep. But we are shelling ourselves. But we're shelling ourselves. We have over three million we are shelling ourselves, which is even more dangerous. Yeah. Which is even more dangerous and worrisome. Yeah. Exactly. What is happening with that train with with the killings? Check the number of killings on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Daily basis. Only yesterday. Yes. On a daily basis. Yes. Only yesterday here. INEC officials that were on ad hoc assignments were slaughtered. A whole community wiped out yes. on a daily basis. And it's not it's, it has not just been going on. These are just the major news. The ones that are not covered, like I've been working in Nigeria with IDPs, which are internally displaced person. There's over 3 million people that have been internally displaced and continue to be killed, as you said. And I like what you said, Ambassador, that, you know, we are global citizens. And more importantly, we in the diaspora are major stakeholders. But we need to take our position by force. You know, it's not going to be handed to us on a platter of gold. We need to take up action and engage. So that brings me to my next question. My last question, which is, what is your call to action to us in the diaspora? And your final words, how can we really partner and, and, and really take up, you know, our roles as active citizens across both the public and private sector? We have subject matter experts that are former diplomats, you know, here, some that are engineers, some that are just like you said, an intelligence former retired, you know, generals, captains, how can we engage at that strategic level? Starting with, yeah, because, we, because you we, were an ambassador here, so even if you can't we, fly home, how can we engage with the we, Nigerian ambassadors in our country? Yeah. yeah. Over to yeah, you, sir. We, we, uh, let me speak to what we have uh, done. Yes, sir. Under strategic facilitation international, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm privileged to lead, yeah. an organization that over the years we have had to interface with various government institutions all across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have actually uh, reached out to say it is time to take steps. We have talked enough. Yes. We have we have complained enough. Yes. I will admonish and request that these great Nigerians in the diaspora who are so well accomplished should set up a team to take a practical step and come and meet with the authorities in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. with the president and his team, especially in the area of security, Mm -hmm. to request for a role to be involved practically, not just coming to drop a proposal 
and go. They can actually assemble themselves. Yes. And being involved and being part of the process. You know, just like you are asking to be to be uh, to be to, to be recognized to vote, which is good, fantastic, a fantastic uh, uh, advocacy, fantastic. Uh, yes, it's, it's okay, but I think beyond that, yes, there is need to take a step into coming to the country. These mm -hmm. people coming here only on Christmas time and New Year's time, festive time, or when they are invited for virus program and they come. Mm -hmm. There is need now, urgent need now. They should not wait until there is, uh, where we are on the street. Voice out for the voiceless and uh, for the uh, for the less uh, hard of to be hard of yes, on what uh, is going on in our dear nation. But like I mentioned. I like to repeat myself that this challenge today yes. is temporary. Yes. It will also come to pass like any other challenge that we have experienced in the past. Yes. But I think enough of criticism. We should sit down to enforce our rights as citizens. Mm -hmm. We should take steps to be part of the process mm -hmm. and ensure that we bring about peace in our various community where we are privileged to reside. One last move, one last thing I've always requested that we must do in Nigeria is removing state of origin. Yes. We should refer to all of us as Nigerians. Yes. We have outgrown all those in the state of origin. Mm -hmm. That that is no a very, very, very great point. Exactly. It's, it's no longer fashionable. It's no longer fashionable. Mm -hmm. Which state are you from? What state are you uh, working? I mean, it's no longer yeah. fashionable. Absolutely. We are just Nigerians. That's all. We are Nigerians. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these uh, state of origin is part of also what. The enemy is trying to use to divide us. To divide, That's right. true. That's true. Yeah. It's part of what the enemy is trying to use to divide us. Mm -hmm. And if you check very well, a lot of us are married across board, mm -hmm. across various regions. Yes. I mean, so the, 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 the issue of states of origin is obsolete as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of the reason why a lot of people are calling for the... The, the constitution to be amended. Yes. The, I, I, the document is a fraudulent document as far as I'm concerned. That document need to, they need to really deal with it. It's outdated, it, yeah. It's it completely outdated. I don't even think we are printing it. I don't think. Yeah. It's only when it suits our interest. Mm -hmm. But when it suits certain Selected 
Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so Thank much, you. Ambassador. Thank you very, very much. This is a it's a very, very wonderful conversation that we just had in our governance piece from Nido Radio South Savannah uh, with our Wellness and Wahala podcast. It's, it's been a very, very educating uh, conversation and a lot of uh, issues were discussed as well as a lot of solutions were given. And uh, also the, the diasporans to a message, a very loud and clear message was as well sent to the diasporans to really understand that they are stakeholders and as well as they are part of those that are looked upon to come and help and assist in every way that they can. I think we all have to understand that it's our home, it's who we are. Like I always tell people, I say, no matter how long you live in America or no matter how long you feel like you can twist your leaves or your tongue to speak the English or whatever, you're still Nigerian. And when you talk and when you walk, we know. And every day when I walk into my company, anything that happens in Nigeria, before I walk by the first two people, they will turn around and say, uh, Mr. Collins, do you, do, do you read the news? Do you hear what is going on over there? So I can't hide from it. I can't hide from it that it does affect me directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm. And it's one of these reasons why I decided not to not to sit back and just be a bystander. I decided to get engaged. And by getting engaged, to reach out to people that I believe, that knows and understand what is going on. People that can come and give a clear understanding of the true picture of what we're going through and as well as offer great solutions to what we're facing. Thank you very much, uh, Ambassador Amin Wisdom. You are a man of wisdom, as your name calls, and... uh, Thank you for all the information that you shared with us today. We, we really, really appreciate you coming on this program. And we definitely will be looking forward to calling you in the future to ask you your ideas and opinions on issues affecting Nigeria as well as Nigeria's in diaspora. I'll give the floor now to my co-host, Dr. Tommy Ademoku, to round up the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your Thank time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you said it all, my co-host VP Collins. Thank you so much, our honorable ambassador and a great patriot. Thank you for all that you do for Nigeria and for us in the diaspora. May God bless you you. and may God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria as we continue to partner with you for a better Nigeria. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good day. Have a great weekend. You too, sir. Bye. Bye. All right, you too, sir. Bye-bye. It's your girl, Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Abba, with my co-host, Mr. Collins Chooks, and we are Governor Just Show on NIDO Radio, Nigerian and Diaspora Organization, NIDO Radio, which is our sponsor of Wellness and Wahala Podcast. Tune in for a 24-7 online global radio to hear more. Thank you and bless up. Thank you to the sponsor of my Wellness and Wahala podcast, Anchor. It's a great podcasting platform. And also Nido Radio, Nigerians and Diaspora organization, Radio 24-7 online radio, which also plays my Wellness and Wahala podcast show. So I'll leave you today with the song of the week. It's from Ada Ehi and Limo plays a Christian song that says, okay, everything is going to be okay. Bless up.
Okay. Mm-hmm. 